0: hello welcome and would you look at this mess i'm your host kate and the purpose of this podcast is to trace explore and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us hey hi welcome back come on in This episode is coming out a little bit late today. It is Monday, but it's late in the day, and I'm just recording it now. This past weekend was a whirlwind in the best possible way, and I tried to get this episode recorded before everything picked up, but uh, it just didn't happen. So we're going a little late on this Monday. I'm hoping that things are going to be a little more settled this weekend and I can um, prioritize it a little bit better so that I'm not doing this now for weeks on end, this catch-up of constantly posting late. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about weight gain for a while and like body issues and stuff. And I've just been trying to figure out how to talk about it. Um, for some obvious reasons, I think if you know me, you know that I am typically a very slender fit person. Uh, so I don't have any experience with, um, like fat shaming or fat discrimination or anything like that. Um, and so my perspective on body and body image and all of those things is is certainly biased and skewed. And so this is something I struggle with because I just, I don't, I, I'm really actually working through my like anti-fat mentalities that have been bred into me and, and things of that ilk and so yeah, I sometimes struggle with just like how to get the words out, right, without being disrespectful towards people or without discounting other people's experiences and perspectives, you know, um, not living that experience. And, and then again, having been brought up in a society where fatness is viewed as being such a shameful thing, it's viewed as being um, gluttonous and unhealthy and all of the rest of it. So I'm trying to, to really put that mentality aside and be able to understand things from a different perspective. Um, But yeah, so I've been thinking about this quite a bit, um, and a couple of things have happened on social media that kind of prompted me to want to talk about this. The first of which was a few weeks ago, um, I was posting on my Instagram stories, uh, and I've shared something about how I was experiencing really um, awful bloating uh, pre-menstrual, actually I'm trying to think I don't think I mentioned that right away so basically I was like I posted a picture you know of myself in a mirror and I was kind of like holding my belly because it was really bloated and and the bloating was really evident so I posted this picture on my stories about that and I said something about how it was something I was experiencing more and more lately and I'm uncomfortable and things and I think maybe part of what happened there was that I I used the word uncomfortable but I didn't qualify it as being physically uncomfortable. So I think maybe some of the message was construed as like, oh, it makes me feel, you know, mentally or psychologically uncomfortable to know that I have this like visible belly um, in the front of my body, right? And so that was the first thing because I got some messages from a couple people saying, "Um, oh, you know, I think you look great. And and somebody said, oh yeah, I totally understand. I can totally relate to, you know, when you're putting in all the hard work and nothing is coming out of it and whatever. And I know that you're probably listening to this episode and I love you and I'm sorry for (laughs) shining a light on what you said to me, but I think this is an interesting thing to talk about. Um, And that, so I talked to that person after and I did say to them, like, you know, this, that is not what this is about. I am not talking about like body image issues. It's not a body image thing. I'm, physically very uncomfortable. There's a lot going on internally and it's difficult to even describe. And the only way for me to really express it is through an image. Um, and anyway, and then my friend said to me afterwards, like, oh yeah, I think maybe I was, I was looking at it from a lens from my own perspective of I've been working really hard and trying to lose weight and get fitter And I'm not finding that I'm getting the results that I'm looking for. So I projected that onto you. And I was like, yeah, you know, it happens. It's totally fine. I don't hold anything against you for it. But then, but it just started making me think, like, because I, because again, I got more than one message from people that kind of dealt with that side of things of like it being a body image issue. Um, And so then I started to wonder, like, am I sending a message about body image that doesn't align with my views? And so then I thought, okay, I I really want to talk about that because... Um, I've gone through quite a body um, size and shape shift over the past 18 months, I guess, Um, because in like January of 2020, I was like gung ho about I'm going to get past the plateau that I always experience whenever I get to a certain level of fitness, then I, I hit a wall and I just kind of like stop there and I don't ever progress past it. So I was determined to get past that. And then, obviously, when Corona started and everything shut down, I've talked about this before in the podcast. I very quickly shifted gears from doing a gym-based strength training um, and like workout regime to a home-based one, and I was really successful at it. And I and I was surprised myself quite a lot uh, in doing that. And I started running more, and I started stretching more, and I was doing not really really heavy weights, but I was strength training a lot um, and so I wasn't necessarily able to put on much muscle, like a little bit of muscle but not a lot um, but I was able to like really lean down and so That all happened between like January and August, and then in September, so funny enough, um, September was when I decided that I was going to have a podcast, and I learned in the month of September that getting a podcast together is a lot of work, especially when you're doing it completely by yourself, so it took me the whole month of September to set it up and be prepared to to run it, Um, and that required me to be sitting down for many, many hours of the day. I wasn't working at that time still. So I was just kind of like spending my time doing it. And so all of the training that I had been doing up until that point basically just felt the wayside. I was like, ah, whatever. I'm just going to get caught up on, on it later. And, um, I was a little bit stressed out because like school was starting. So I was kind of stressing about that with Corona stuff too, with Emily going to school. So I started eating out more and, and so, yeah, like I, I went through this fairly dr- dramatic body swing over between like, again, January of 2020 and then through to like October of 2020. My body changed a lot. Uh, I got very, very fit and very slender over the summer and in, into the very early fall. And then I just like backslid <laughs> from like September till mid-October. And then I kind of started to try to get myself back on track. But the thing is, when I was doing all of the training, I was training like a freaking professional athlete. I kid you not. I was strength training five days a week. I was running two to two, two, one to two days a week. I was doing core strength training. Um, I was just giving her <laughs> and I was going all in because... Again, we're recalling like f- from January to early March, I was getting into a gym routine, which was fine. I was getting my food really dialed in, my nutrition and everything. I was tracking everything and and I was you know eating really regimented, which was easy because I was at work and I just packed my food and then and, and then you know I had little little snacks here and there, but it wasn't anything um, too huge. And so generally speaking, I was eating the same things every day, in and out, whatever. And then uh, again, March rolled around, everything closed. I had nothing to do. I was with my home with my kids all day long. I needed a little reprieve. And at that time, Nick was working from home. So, um, you know, I knew that I could like leave the kids for 40 to 60 minutes to do a workout in the basement or like I'd put the TV on usually for him, for them to to do that. Um, And then At the same time, if I wanted to go for a run, especially during the week, I was able to do that because again, Nick was home. I knew that someone was with them if I went out of the house for 30 to 60 minutes for running. So I was doing all that. And then, uh, yeah, so September hit and I was like, I'm going to do this podcast and just sat on my butt for like six weeks straight. And then, then I started doing a consulting job that I've been doing on and off since then, Then I was doing uh, quite a bit of work with a committee that I'm part of with my job. Um, I had picked up some other little things along the way. And so I just like couldn't train the same way that I was, you know, I just actually couldn't devote the same amount of time because I had other things in my life that were taking a priority. Um, And I mean, like my diet is always generally good anyway. I don't always track my food. I don't always weigh everything. So over again, over that period between like January and August, I was fairly, I'm going to say strict, um, but just like more regimented. I would just be eating the same things. And I partially wanted to do that because I knew that being home all day long, if I just didn't pay attention to what I was eating, I would go overboard really quickly. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like listening to your body and just eating when you want to eat and all of that. But I was stressed and it's a totally different environment when you're suddenly at home in front of the fridge all day. So I didn't want to just get into that habit of, of really overeating all the time out of boredom or something. So I was filling in my time. Anyway, all of that kind of fell to the wayside once my life picked up a little bit. And so all of that to say, um, I've put on weight, right? Like I think I lost maybe like eight pounds between January and August. And I leaned out again, really significantly. Um, a lot of, like, I just had Very probably pretty low body fat. For the first couple months of the year, I was tracking those types of metrics, my body fat, my my water levels, all that stuff with an in-body test at my gym. So once a month I would do the in-body and so I could see how my muscle was shaping up and how things were going and track things that way and I would track my weight that way. Um, which normally I don't actually really do. I don't weigh myself very often. So I was weighing myself a bit more regularly. Uh, Once everything closed down, obviously that stopped. So I wasn't really able to tell anymore, but I could feel physically my body still changing and getting leaner and being lower body fat for sure. I could feel that and I could see it in my reflection and everything else. So yeah, it was weird because like I totally did do what I wanted to do, but in order to maintain that or even get back to that at this point, I'd have to be training along the same lines as what I was then. Um, and I'll be honest, there was a point when I I wanted to stop losing weight. I wanted to stop... Getting smaller, and I couldn't. I actually was so like my, my metabolism was so jacked up. I think that it, I was starting to eat more and more and more, and I just like couldn't. I just wouldn't stop. So eventually, it leveled out, and then it was good or whatever. But but then it, again, I backslid pretty quickly once I kind of stopped being active altogether and stopped really focusing on what I was eating all the time. Um, and anyway, so. I think that the difference is perceptible. I don't really know if it is or not <laughs> because it's my body and we're always way more in tune and aware of what our bodies are doing than what other people are aware of our bodies doing. But in my mind, it seems perceptible that, you know, I was very s- thin and uh, very, like, I'm gonna say ripped back then. I actually did go through a phase where I had, like, abs, actual abs that were visible. (laughs) So now I don't have that. And I'm not like big, you know, I'm not, I'm going to say the F word. I'm not fat by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm bigger than I was. And there are a few things to be on like to be totally honest there are a few things that I did not love about being that lean that I didn't expect and so now that I am where I am physically at this point I'm actually a little bit happier with where I am um but it's a bit of a mind fuck and I'll explain that a little bit after but basically uh the couple of things that I didn't love were um as I got leaner, because I had, I you know, I've been pregnant two times and I went through full pregnancy, so I have quite a bit of loose skin on my belly. Um, it was weird. <laughs> like when I have a little bit of fat on my belly, I just kind of get rolls, which is fine. Um, and it just like fills out in that area and it and I don't know, it doesn't bother me. But as I get leaner, it ends up turning into like flaps of skin, like the skin just like, um, I want to say it folds over itself, but in a, in a way that it's, it's just different. It's not like, so there's rolls and there's folds. Apparently these are the technical terms. So I was really self-conscious of the way that my skin would like fold over and my, on my belly which is definitely one of those things that I had not considered at all that I would be self-conscious of. Um, but yeah, that loose skin didn't doesn't have anywhere to go when there's no fat there. And so now I have like a little bit of a pooch in my belly, and I quite prefer it because I just have rolls, which to me feels normal and like that's what I'm used to. Um So there was that. Then I also noticed that similarly, the more lean that I got, again, because the skin is looser um, as you get leaner, um, my stretch marks were more visible and I didn't love that either. I don't have very many of them and I'm not that conscious of them, but I definitely, it was like, oh, huh. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about like that being a thing. (laughs) Um, Because again, when there's just even a little bit of fat there, a little bit of cushion, it, it, it holds the skin out enough. Like it gives it that bit of um, puff. (laughs) The elasticity is there that it doesn't, it's not as visible. So anyway, I mean, it's a weird kind of vain thing to be Concerned about, but I definitely noticed that, and I was like, okay, hmm, interesting. Um, And then the other thing is that I was a, I was a box. I remember looking at my body at one point and being like, I have no shape whatsoever. Um, Like. Yeah, it was weird. And that's something that I'm very not used to. I'm used to being reasonably curvy. So when I looked at like my waist and my hips and everything, everything was like a straight line. And again, I didn't expect it, and I didn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how to make a waist for myself anymore. And I understand from a physiological sense, you can create the illusion of a waistline by increasing the size of your shoulders. And I hear people say that. Women who bodybuild often will say, if you want to have a waistline and be fit and blah, 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 you got to in- imp- increase the, the size of your lats, essentially. And... Um, I'm like, or I could just not weigh the least amount of like weight that I've, that I have in my whole adult life and also not be at an at unattainable size, right? Like, like again, now coming, having sort of gone through that journey and come back a little bit to where I was before, um, now I see like, I have a little bit of love handles and those are kind of nice. Like they give me a bit of shape. Um, and so those are kind of things that in the past I, I didn't love about my body. Right. Same. Like it was the opposite. I didn't love that. I had love handles. I didn't love that. I had a bit of a poochy belly, um, things like that. And even my boobs and stuff, you know, they're fuller now. And, and again, I kind of like that there's just a little something there and it's not just a total like flat, right. Cause these are what I'm used to is like having some curves, a bit of bodaciousness. Um, so yeah, those were things that in the past I was like, mm, I wish I could get rid of those love handles, but now I'm like, ah, actually, you know, they kind of make my body look better. I think anyway, I mean, it, it's obviously subjective. Um, this is part of the whole thing, right? Is like body image is completely subjective. It depends on the person, what their preference is. But I'm kind of realizing how much I do actually enjoy those parts of my body. Um, and it's not to say that I won't ever go back to being that lean again. Like, I kind of, it was kind of fun and I enjoyed it and there were parts of it that I did really like, but it's just not necessarily something that I loved for the whole time. So now bringing that back to, actually, no, you know what? I mentioned that it was a bit of a mind fuck. Um, that I'm enjoying my body the way that it is now, and the reason it's a mind fuck is because um, last year when I was going through this whole kind of journey, I was documenting a lot of it. So I was taking photos of my body on a regular basis, and I was just like very, you know, um, <laughs> visually tracking a lot of it. Um, so now when I like go through my photo memories and stuff, and I see my body from then, sometimes it triggers me to be like, "Oh, fuck! I wish." didn't let myself go or like, I wish I still had that or whatever. And so it's easy to like pick yourself apart, your old self and forget sometimes that there were things that you didn't love about that, that you didn't love about that experience. And for me, it wasn't necessarily that I found like the the training was too much or that the eating was too difficult because that's not true. Um, But I did find that the body itself, which I mean, I could have, if I think if I'd, been able to go to the gym, things would have been different because I maybe wouldn't have leaned out so much. Maybe not so much fat would have been burned. I could have built more muscle. But um, anyway, the body itself was like, yeah, actually, this isn't totally what I love. Um, And so I kind of do like want to try to go back to a similar training regime at some point, but with more heavy lifting because I want to build more dense muscle. I think I was building some lean muscle and, you know, I was like burning a lot of fat, but I would like to actually build some muscle in my bum, in my legs, in my shoulders, in those areas um, that I think would get me to a body that I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm after, right? And so this is all part of why like talking about this stuff is part of why I'm I find it difficult to navigate this sort of space of talking about body and body image because I realize that I exist in what is considered to be a standard the the standard or an ideal body, right? Like I have nothing to complain about my with my body. Like it's it it, it fits very very well into the society's standards of what is perfection, quote unquote, or what is ideal or all of those things. So, and I get that and I do appreciate and love my body for what it is. I don't think that you can, I don't, I don't think it's, incongruent to be like, I love my body and I'm also going to do some things to change it, right? I'm not going to like do anything dramatic and I'm not going to do anything necessarily unhealthy, but I might do some things that are going to change its appearance, right? Or the shape of my body. That's more more what I aim to do usually is like changing my body composition, um, which I think honestly if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, right? Like, I think everyone should be able to achieve what it is they want. I think one of the most difficult things that we encounter right now is that um, there's so much misconception about about that whole thing, right? Because girls, especially, you know, they want to look like that body standard. And so they think that they have to like diet to do it, or they think that they have to run cardio constantly or whatever, or work out seven days a week. And it really is not about that at all. It's actually about Eating enough food and lifting heavy weights. That is how you change your body shape. You don't have to do any kind of cardio. I think cardio is good for you. I've talked about this before too. Cardio is good for you and you should do some, but you're not required to do cardio in order to get to the body that you want. You are required to be sure that you are eating enough food and that you are lifting heavy weights. That is challenging for you. And I promise you, your body will change if you do that. Um, but that's not necessarily what everyone wants. And that's okay too. (laughs) I'm just sick of seeing girls being like, yeah, I'm going on this training thing. And then they just like do 80 leg lifts in a row. And I'm like, that's not doing anything for your butt or for your legs. You're just burning fat, which is fine. Um, but you're not getting any stronger and you're not doing your future self any favors by not having any muscle because it's an important part of aging is having muscle. Anyway, we're kind of getting a little off track here. (laughs) Okay, so the other thing that happened that also prompted me to want to talk about this and talk about it from the angle of, like, fat shaming and stuff like that is uh, this woman that I follow on social media. I don't really listen to her music, but she is an artist. She's a singer. Her name is Jessie James Decker. She's married to a football player, um... Eric Decker or he's an ex-football player. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just follow her because she's really sweet and cute. Um, and she does, you know, she's, she seems really, really nice and just very down to earth. Um, she's got a couple kids and and I just think that she seems really cool. So I follow her on Instagram. And she was a South Beach diet ambassador, or whatever for a while. And I was like, eh, it's kind of problematic, but you know she's kind of caught up in the inertia of Hollywood and life or whatever, right? Where like it's all about dieting and stuff, and you're trying to pedal your thing. So I didn't hold against her. Um And so she went through this stage where she was doing some promo and stuff for that. And she looked great. You know, she was talking about how she was strength training and she was doing things that are good for her body and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's great. I think what her message is actually not the most horrible thing I've ever heard. So that's good. And then I did notice that she kind of didn't do much promo anymore. Her body started to change, and I didn't think of it as being a bad thing. I was actually really happy to see it because my body was changing too, and I was really happy to see someone whose body was changing in a similar way to mine, in that we were just getting like a little fuller, but... Um, you know, she was still being active and you can see she's being active. Um, so I was noticing this and I was kind of like, okay, cool. She's also sort of like getting a little fuller and I and I can appreciate that. But the other day she was on her Instagram stories bawling her eyes out because she found somebody showed her um, a Reddit sub thread that was just people ripping her apart for being fat. And I was just... I just, oh, I was so, so upset about all of this for so many reasons. Because first of all, the woman weighs like maybe 125 pounds. Like she is not even remotely categorically fat. And so that is offensive because it's it's not medically nor physically accurate at all. So it's just wrong to say, you know, look how fat she is or how fat she's getting, blah, 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 right? Because that's not accurate. Second of all, she's a healthy woman. There's nothing wrong with her body at all. And I wouldn't even know whether or not she's healthy based on her appearance because that's not a good indicator, right? So there oh man, but then I also was kind of like, upset on behalf of other women who are fat, who are listening to this woman who's 125 pounds cry about how bad body shaming is. Because I'm like, I don't think you even know what body shaming is. I don't think that you, that you can really speak to that. Like, I get it. People are saying that you're fat, but objectively you're not fat at all. You're not even close to fat. So I mean, I totally understand that it's, it's harping on a insecurity for her, which this is what kind of was revealed through the whole stories thing was that she's feeling self-conscious about um, putting on a little bit of weight right? She's been training in the gym and she's been putting on muscle, but she's putting on fat too, which is fine. Um, but you could sort of, it sort of became clear that she's been self-conscious about it and that this struck a nerve for her. Um, because again, she's caught up in this life of like being about appearances and being thin and small and tiny and all of those things that you're like supposed to be. And so I just felt sad for like her for experiencing that because I can't even imagine what that would feel like to have people on the internet talking about my body like that. And also for people who who are legitimately fat and legitimately don't have bodies that fit into the society standard and like what is what do they feel like? You know, what does that tell them when someone who's that size, who is that gorgeous and I think so perfect um, when she's crying about her body? what do people who don't have that body think, right? What is it? How does that make them feel? And so this is, again, why I kind of hesitated in talking about this stuff because I have bad body image days too. I have days where I'm like, oh, ugh, I feel so gross. Usually it's somewhere around menstruation. Like it's a, during a PMS point when I am holding more water and just like more puffy and stuff. So I do feel that way. But even down to the fact that When I'm bloated, you can see that I'm bloated. That's how close I am to body standards, right? This is something like a mindset shift that I think is so important, and and I was alerted to this not long ago, where women who are already fat, you can't see that they're bloated when they're bloated because. They're, they're, they don't have flat stomachs to start with. So when people like me turn around and we're like, oh, I'm so bloated and like we're cupping our bellies and it's really evident, that's a privilege of being a smaller person, of living in a smaller, you know, thinner body that when I'm bloated, it is visible (laughs) because there are lots of women who get bloated who it's not visible. And I was like, wow, I never even really thought about that. Dang. Yeah. I kind of feel like an a-hole now. (laughs) Um, but it's so, yeah, this is like a weird space for me because I try to be respectful of other people and their bodies and the fact that nobody's perfect. Uh, people can be healthy at whatever size they are just because you're fat. It doesn't mean that you're unhealthy, all those things. But at the same time, I do have a certain level of ingrained uh, anti-fatness and thin privilege within me that I don't always see. And I'm a little bit blind to, and I'm trying to not be so blind to it. Um, and so whenever I see things like that, I try to like sort of embed it into my inner narrative so that when I start thinking about things, then I can interrupt those thoughts with like, oh, but what about this angle? Or, you know, like, how would this affect somebody of a different size, right? Um, Because, yeah, I think to myself, like, going back to that first point that I was saying about talking about being bloated and being uncomfortable, when I realized that the message I was sending might have been more... Construed as like, oh, I feel so fat, even though again, like 130 pound woman, um, that might be a problem or it is a problematic message, especially for women who don't weigh as little as I do, who aren't as small as I am. If I'm complaining about my body, then what the fuck are they supposed to think? Right? What, what, how are they supposed to feel? And I don't want any woman to ever feel inadequate or ever feel like they need to, um, be sh- ashamed of their body. I think so many women have bodies that are big and so beautiful. My friend just yesterday or maybe it was today, she posted an Instagram story of herself in a two-piece and she's a bigger woman and I was just like, "That looks so good on you. You look so good." And it was, you know, she had that that saying or like, "Just wear the two-piece or whatever." And I'm like, "Yes. Yes, do that. You look beautiful, especially when you are confident. It doesn't matter your size." and i don't ever want other women to think that i hate my body or that i can't get on board with it being whatever size it is like i i think my body is fantastic it's done so many wonderful things for me and i am more than just a body i definitely have an ideal in my head of what i like and what i prefer but it doesn't mean that i'm necessarily ever going to get that and doesn't mean i have to like kill myself to do it right i'm not going to push myself to limits and lengths that I actually can't do. And so it was just kind of a fluke last year that I managed to, you know, be as fit as I was. Like I said, I may at some point sort of try to go in that direction a little bit more, but I mean, I, I, I train lots now still. I work outside most days of the week and that's a lot of energy that I expend doing that. And so I end up being quite tired, to be honest, it's really difficult to do my my regular strength training and stuff when I've been outside in the heat working all day. Um, but unfortunately, that kind of stuff doesn't <laughs> doesn't train things in the same way that I would want to if I was doing a targeted workout. So I have to make some concessions there. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna have a little bit of a belly for the summer because. I think the heat makes me a little bit bloated. I drink a little bit more beer when I'm working and I'm just not doing the same training that I was before because I'm doing something else. And that's where the priority is, is like focusing on my job and doing it well. And I don't have to necessarily be like having abs right now. (laughs) And like I said, it was a bit of a wake up call when I did suddenly have abs and I was like, wow, this is weird. I don't love this. (laughs) So you know what they say, abs aren't all they're cracked up to be. And that is not a lie. It's not a lie. I'm telling you, you will find things to nitpick about, even if you ever do have abs. And so I don't know if it's worth it. I I don't know. We'll see in the future if things change um, or how my body changes in the future. And so that, I just want to say like very last thing, that was the one thing about like looking back at these memories and a a year ago being so much fitter than I am now, that has not happened to me very much in my life where I'm less fit than I was the previous year. Usually year by year, I get a little fitter and a little fitter and a little fitter. (laughs) And so to be like a little less fit now is just weird. But anyway, I'm just going to keep going. And I just wanted to say, you know, I love my body. I'm very happy with where it is right now. I am not doing anything necessarily super hardcore to try to make it into something else. I'm just happy living my life and being in a really amazing, excellent body. So... Anyway, that's my rant for today. And, oh, I was going to tell you. Oh, I'm so glad if you made it to the end here. Um, I'm going to have my friend on the podcast next week. He's agreed to do an interview with me. Bless his heart, hopefully. I don't crash and burn. I'm sure we'll have fun. But anyway, my my good friend who I work with, he's a colleague. Um, he is one of the monitors that I mentioned back in my most recent archaeology episode. So you can go back and listen to that one and you can set, you can catch where I mentioned that I'm going to try and get my friend to come on. And I am. So he's going to be here. I'm going to interview him over the weekend, I think. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to post that episode on Monday. I'm so excited. So I, I hope you've made it to the end. So you get to hear this and you'll be ready for next week when that episode drops. Okay. Thank you for being here. As always, if you have thoughts or an experience or a perspective that I have not captured, please Feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at r at gmail.com. That's A-R-C-H-Y-K-A-I-T at gmail.com. You can reach me at K L A K on Instagram. That's K-A-Y-E-L E-H K A Y. Um, or you can go to my website uh, or my webpage. Um look at this mess dot oh, sorry, look, mm, look at this mess pod dot wordpress.com. got there. Um, You can let me know your thoughts. If you like this episode or you like the podcast, I would love it if you would rate it, um, give it a review, subscribe, tell your friends, share the Instagram content that I post about the podcast. I would love it, love it, love it if you would do those things. And otherwise, thank you again for being here. I'm so grateful for you taking the time to join me and I will see you in the next one.